Well, hello there, and welcome back, as always, to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, yet again, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us for another show. Now, before we do get into today's top four stories doing the rounds here in Thailand, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and as always, give us an old share on social media. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description, which will take you to a website which shows all the podcast players that the show is on. And finally, if you get some value from the show, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee in the link down below in the description for buymeacoffee.com. So now that that's all done and dusted, we're going to jump into those stories that are making headlines and waves here in Thailand today. So firstly, actually, before we jump into that, I just wanted to run through the daily traffic accident report data that's here in Thailand because a lot of people do ask me about and I leave comments and I get emails wanting to know what exactly is going on in terms of the roads here in Thailand because it's something that we do like to inform people about so that they can make proper decisions as tourists when they come here should they rent a bike should they rent a car and for expats who live here too then to know that the dangers that do exist so today the 2nd of June 2023 there were 1866 injuries on the road and 28 people lost their lives today. For one day, that is a shocking amount of people, in my opinion. Now you can say it's a big country, but if we pair to, compare to other countries, I don't think it's any way close to it. But for the year to date, so we're talking about until the 2nd of June, we have 338,888 people have been injured on the roads, with 6,470 people killed here in Thailand. And there are lots of foreigners involved in those as well. So please be careful on the roads when you're out there. And especially now that we're in the monsoon or the low season, the roads are wet and slippery. People are not as accustomed to driving in this kind of weather. And they make a lot of mistakes. They speed, they they go too fast, and they just don't know that what to do in this kind of wet weather. A lot of people's tires are not kept up to a good standard so just if you're going out there please do be careful because i'd hate for anything to happen to you so now that i've kind of given you the details on that let's jump into the first story and it's all about taxon shinawatra taxon says he will return to thailand in july despite the potential consequences and that would be jail time, I guess. Former Prime Minister Taksin Shinawatra is determined to return to Thailand in July after about 17 years of living in exile, regardless of the risk that he will be forced to serve the 10-year prison term from which he fled. His birthday is on July 26, by the way. In a recent interview recorded in Singapore, Taksin reiterated his plan to return to Thailand, adding, I have said before and have confirmed that I am waiting for Ung Ing, that's his daughter, Peitong Tarn, to set the date. The timing. He said that he wants to be able to care for his seven grandchildren, to relieve the burden on their parents so they can focus on work. According to extracts from the interview, when asked whether he may become prime minister again, Taksin claimed that he is too old to play politics, adding, it is beyond my era. This is the era of the new generation, not an era of the old people. We old people can offer advice too, but not force the new generation because we cannot catch up with them. We old people may understand the children, but it is like the understanding of English by people who learned English in Thailand, who are no match for those who grew up abroad and who are more proficient in the language. He said, I have a long history, but my future is short. The new generation has a short history, but a long future. They have better vision for the future than we do because we have a short future. Asked if we are in a new world, Taxon replied, yes, in English it is called a paradigm shift. 
The way the young people think has changed. We old people think we can catch up. I read a lot, but only up to a certain level, not up to their profound level of thinking. So that's a little bit from Taksin Shinawatra. Now, this whole thing about giving advice, I, I still do believe and firmly believe he's pulling the strings behind the Pua Thai party. I mean, evidenced by the fact that his daughter, Peitong Tarn, flew out to Dubai. Now, she claimed that she was going out because she missed her father and wanted to see him. But let's be honest, she had a baby only a week ago. And the baby wasn't even taken with her. Obviously, the baby wouldn't be able to fly. So, I don't know. It seemed like a strange time for a prime ministerial candidate to be heading off to chat with her father because he missed him and leave her daughter behind. So, to me, that's a bit of a strange one. But nevertheless, if he does return, he's looking at more than 10 years. He's a 10-year prison sentence waiting for him. And he has a ton of trials waiting for him. I mean, at the end of the day, the only way I can see him coming back is if a deal is done where he spends maybe a couple of years in jail, you know, kind of a cozy country club thing. But that's the only way I think he'll come, because I just don't think he will spend time in prison. I don't think he wants to spend time in prison. He talks about wanting to spend time with his grandkids. Well, if he's to do 10 years in prison, he's not going to be spending time with his grandkids. So, a bit of a strange one. Do you think he's really going to turn up? I, I just don't see it. But I'd love to know what you think down below in that comment section. Now, here is a story that dates back to August 2019, because I had to look it up. And it's in relation to a murder that took place, and it is a murder, of a UK citizen who was staying at a hotel in Phuket with his wife and very young child. And a crazed Norwegian bodybuilder type guy came into their balcony, tell, told him to keep the noise down, curse, sweared, all the different things, and then put this guy in a headlock and killed him. And then basically... He was arrested, he was found, and then he was given bail, 200,000 baht, I think it was, bail. And then he disappeared and was never seen again. So, Interpol fugitive wanted for killing Brit in Phuket surfaces in Norway. Roger Bullman, that was his name, an international fugitive, wanted on an Interpol red notice for the murder of British tourist Ampatel Baj at a Phuket resort in 2019, has resurfaced in his home country of Norway. An Interpol red notice was issued for Bullman after he absconded without warning from police in Phuket, a fact realised when he failed to present himself in court to face a manslaughter charge for the death of British tourist Ampel Baj at the Santara Grand Resort on August 21st, 2019. Now, Bullman, 53 at the time, admitted to choking Mr. Baj with a restraint hold amid a fight that started over Bullman making too much noise at his hotel room, but he maintained that killing Mr. Baj was accidental. Bullman was released on bail by the Phuket at provincial court after he was arraigned despite a formal request by Karan police to deny him the opportunity to be freed on bail. Bullman had been on the run in Asia for the past four years, spending much of his time in Vietnam, reports Norway's TV2. He left Thailand on a false passport last Friday, May 26, and landed in Paris before arriving in Oslo airport just at 11am last Saturday. Waiting to welcome him home was friends and family. The Norwegian appeared tired and depressed, TV2 reported. I'm in bad shape, but I don't want to elaborate on it. I'm going to see the emergency room. I don't have anywhere to live either, so maybe they can help me, Bullman said. I just want to be with my daughter. I haven't seen her in four years, so I want to hear how she is, he added. As he did when initially charged with murder, Bullman admitted that he strangled and killed Mr. Badge, but said it was accidental. He had no intention of killing him. What happened is tragic. I acted out of necessity as I see it, but it is what happened, he said. Bullman's lawyer, Farid Buras of law firm Aiden Ekfang Firma, told TV2, I can confirm that he has been in contact with the police and informed them that he has returned home. He will be questioned when his state of health permits.
Now, Unai Grandal, press manager for the Oslo Police District, said police were aware of the reports of Bullman's return in the media and confirmed that police were in dialogue with Bullman's defence attorney. The man has stated via his lawyer that he wants to cooperate with the Norwegian police, Mr. Miss Grandal said. If the Norwegian is prosecuted in Thailand, he risks between 10 and 15 years in prison. Prison conditions in Thailand are considered among the worst in the world, reported TV2. Bullman now expects his case to be dealt with properly by the Norwegian police, Miss Grandal said. It is likely that the police in Thailand will transfer the case to Norway so that the case can be investigated here. It is up to the Norwegian police, how they want to do it, to Interpol. Now he is in Norway and we do not extradite citizens to Thailand, so it is Norway that has to correct and look into the case, she added. Bullman hopes the police choose not to press charges, but Miss Grandel was clear that he will be prepared to defend himself in court if necessary. It is being investigated as a murder case where there are questions about emergency guardianship and whether there is so-called subjective guilt. So all those questions will be relevant first for the police, then possibly for a court, she said. So very strange. Firstly, Norway don't extradite to Thailand. So he was fairly smart. But what I want to know and what I don't understand is he had a fake passport and he managed to fly into Thailand or leave from Thailand somehow, get into Thailand with the fake passport and then fly out with the fake passport. Again, back to immigration. What on earth is going on? And this is not the first time. I think, uh, remember that guy Jimmy Sandow, the 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 Indian gangster or the Canadian English Indian guy? I'm not quite, he was murdered there last year. We covered it in the last thing. He also came in on fake passports. So the fake passports must be very good that Thai immigration can't spot them. But nevertheless, this guy kills someone and he's kind of acting like, well, I'm in Norway now, so there's nothing you can do about it. The Thai police should transfer the case over to Norway and they'll decide. How, how on earth can a case be transferred over? He did the crime in Thailand, in my opinion, right? If he was able to come and kill somebody here, then he should be coming back and brought back to have his day in court. And if found guilty, do his time here in Thailand. Or as they do in some countries, you can do a couple of years in prison and then you can be transferred back to your country and do the remainder of your time. Because at the end of the day, he killed somebody. There is a young child who is without a father now because of this man. And in my opinion, should be locked up and should do his time here in the country. He did the crime here should do the time here. And that's my opinion on it. And I'd love to know what you think about this all below in that comment section. So leave it down there in the comment section. Now, another story and one that normally when you hear these stories, you think the guy is probably going to have been scammed by by a girl or something. But British man said he was scammed for ownership of Koh Samui condo. And this is kind of a warning to a lot of people. A 70-year-old British man has filed a report to the Thai Central Investigation Bureau, that's the CIB, after he bought a 15 million baht luxury condominium on Koh Samui many years ago, but still has not received legal documents confirming his ownership. Mr. David Chappelle, 70, British national, and Mr. Patakorn Tibunrat, a representative of the Thailand Consumer Council, filed a joint report to the CIB on Thursday. Mr. Patakorn said Mr. David first filed a complaint to the Thailand Consumer Council seven years ago in 2016. He said he bought a luxury condominium from a real estate company for 15 million baht. After that, every year he visited and stayed at the condominium three times a year. He has tried to ask for a legal possession document from the company to show his ownership, but he was has always failed. 
In April of this year, 2023, he found out that the company did not do any registration for legal possession of the condominium for him. As a result, Mr. David does not legally own the condo he had paid 15 million baht for. We found that there are many victims making complaints about this company with similar cases, most of foreigners like Mr. David, which has cost more than 100 million baht of damages, Mr. Patacorn stated. The CIB accepted the report and stated that they would review the case. The name of the real estate company company in question was withheld due to pending legal action and Thai libel laws. Probably Mr. David at the time, and I don't know what age he was when he bought it. He's 70 now, so what, 15 years? Yeah, he probably would have been around 60, I guess. But nevertheless, he spent a lot of money on this condo. And as a foreign owner, if you're buying it within a place, there, there's a lot of different things you have to take into account. But firstly, that you can buy it and be able to be eligible to be buy it. And you have to bring in your money from abroad. So I'm saying, I presume he's done all that. He brought his money because it says he travels over every every year, three times a year to stay there. So he brought his money from abroad. I, I, I think... Really, he maybe was a little bit silly in all of this too. Now, normally when you buy property here in Thailand, and from my knowledge, when my wife bought our house, let's say, they have a lawyer and you have a lawyer, but you don't really need to get a lawyer yourself. If you're dealing with an upright company, they have a lawyer and all that's done between you. You know, you get your documents, you get your bits and bobs, you sign, you go down to the land office, all that kind of stuff is done. You meet them down there and you go through it all. And I suspect he didn't have a lawyer himself. And when you're doing things like that and you're not quite sure and it's not your country, sometimes it pays to get a lawyer, especially when you're spending 15 million baht, you know, and he probably would have saved himself a lot of time, effort and heartache over this because at the end of the day, still after spending 15 million baht, it's not in his name. Now, I wonder what name it is in, probably still this company. And the fact that they haven't transferred it over to him and taken care of business certainly is a crime in its own right. But for people who come to Thailand who want to buy property, you know, if you're not familiar with the laws, there are good lawyers in Thailand here who can help you and make sure that you get what you're buying. Make sure all the the dots are dotted and the T's are crossed and all that kind of stuff. Because it pays sometimes because if you don't know what's going on in relation to and you don't know that ins and outs and you have to go down to as i said the land tra- the, sorry the land office and go through all that stuff and the documents be signed because many times the documents are in thai and you don't know what they say so you have to do make sure that all this stuff is sorted out for you i feel sorry for him i hope he gets sorted out and i do hope the people this i i guess it must be some kind of construction company or developer i hope they get what's coming to them in terms of you know jail time fines and this guy gets his condo that he paid a lot of money for because 15 million baht is a fair chunk of change and finally a story i read about but i i during the week and i'm nice to see there's a real happy ending to this but the government intervenes to rescue sick thai elephant from sri lanka the department of national parks wildlife and plant conservation is preparing to bring ply saxarin one of three elephants in sri lanka back to thailand in early july after an outcry in the country about his mistreatment. Bisaxarin, known as Muturaj among Sri Lankans, is one of three elephants the Thai government provided and actually was more donated to the Sri Lankan government in 2001 as a gesture of goodwill. The elephants have been used but for annual religious ceremony to honour sacred relics for more than 22 years. However, the Ministry of Natural Resources and Environment received complaints from an animal rights group in Sri Lanka that the 30-year-old elephant was overworked and not receiving proper care. 
supply saxorin has been neglected and exhibited signs of malnourishment rally for animals and environment warned he was so sick his spine was visible the group said his skin was rough his left leg had become abnormal and he could not bend his knees for about eight years the group said Cut, he also had abscesses on both hips and thinning foot pads due to prolonged standing. The Ministry of Natural Resources and Environment, in collaboration with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, held consultations with Sri Lankan officials and medical teams to find a way to bring Ply Saxarin back to Thailand. As part of the process, a medical team was sent to Sri Lanka to assess his readiness for the journey home. Officials are preparing to transport Ply Saxarin back to Thailand in July on a Illusion IL-76 transport plane. Once Plysuxerin returns to Thailand, he will be placed at the Thai Elephant Conservation Centre in Lampang Province. The Forest Industry Organisation will choose two experienced Mahuts to accompany the team from the Department of National Parks to Sri Lanka. The team is scheduled to travel to Sri Lanka from June 6th to 9th. Once Ply Saxarin returns to Thailand, the two Mahuts will continue to be responsible for his well-being, officials said. So there's a little bit of a bright light at the end of the tunnel for this poorly kept animal. I do think firstly well done to the Thai government for taking responsibility and for going and getting them and bringing them back but then again stop donating your elephants to other countries if they're going to be mistreated like this too so I mean then in fairness to them they're making up for what I think is something they did wrong many many years ago probably not these people but somebody before them but at least they're taking responsibility and they're going to hopefully give this elephant a better life because you know all elephants all animals deserve to be treated well and i have noticed over the last few years thailand has started to improve the manner in which elephants are being treated and it's a really really good thing to see now a lot of people will talk about you go to these elephant camps now especially the ones in tourist areas like panya Phuket, places like this, even Krabi, and they, they've they've gone from riding elephants to where they come and you bathe an elephant for the day and feed them and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people still say, well, you know, elephants aren't meant to be washed all day long. But if you truly want a good experience of what goes on and, and how elephants are treated and what how they should be treated is to go to a couple of sanctuaries in Chiang Mai, which I think I would recommend anyone to visit. And you'll really get a great idea. And it's not at all really tourist orientated at all. It's more focused on the elephant and their well-being. But nevertheless, that's it there. So folks, once again, thank you for tuning in today. Delighted as always. And you know, I always really appreciate the support you give me here on the show each and every day. Love reading through your comments in the morning. And uh, yeah, that's it. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. And uh, yeah, just enjoy it. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.